You're listening to Well, I Laughed, part two of A Silly Little Treat, Barely Different. Oh, God, what was it? We um, So we were driving to Omaha, mm-hmm. me, Jacob, Lydia, Danny, for my younger brother's wedding. And they had gotten me a little iced coffee because I was the only one who actually had to work that day. Oh, um, yeah. You know, as hardworking public school teachers, <laughs> the backbone of America now that it's August. Mm -hmm. Um, And at one point we pull up to the first gas station and I go, hey, I can like hear my heart in my ears. So (laughs) I'm gonna get a water. Lydia, what what iced coffee did you get us? And she pulls out this like huge jug of like Columbia iced coffee, straight iced coffee extract is what I had been drinking for nearly two hours. That you were... supposed to be watered down like two thirds. <laughs> oh, like like and one tablespoon for a cup. And so here's the thing, though, the like reassurance that I wasn't insane. <laughs> was a really reassuring thing. It was like. I can listen to my body. I can understand when, when your heart's like, "Hi, <laughs> we need to stop right now." <laughs> Why are our blood cells so fast right now? <laughs> um. So yeah, so that uh, we got to Nebraska in record time. I will say. There was just yeah, several times in which I had to be like, oh, I'm going way faster than I thought I was. <laughs> and like in now the post edit, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I think the whole world was just moving faster <laughs> for me at that time. It was a good weekend, though. Yeah, that's fair. Now that I'm a week removed, I'm no longer like, love is love. Uh, and now I'm like, hell yeah, speed. <laughs> <laughs> which they did in the 70s. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, How was your week, Grant? <sighs> Good. Yes. Um, no, it was, it was really good. Uh, I've gotten that question from a lot of really well-meaning friends, so I feel like I have a little like elevator pitch now. Oh. Because um, it's the first week of oh, school, yeah, yeah. and I have, I mean, first week with kids, and I have a great group of friends who like know me and care about me and stuff. Um, what I've been saying is this. It's so much better this week than last week and so much more tiring because mm-hmm. you have kids in this week. And so right. like it reminds you as to like why you are a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then that way it's good. You're like, oh, this is actually the part that I enjoy. Right. That like meeting in the science room that was three hours. That's not what I live no, for. Yeah. It's this. But then also at the same time. I can barely meet my own needs in July. And so then to have to suddenly be managing all these little Sims that aren't Sims. (laughs) Do you know one of my favorite things to do right now is? Go ahead and ask me, hey, mister, can I use the bathroom? Hey, mister, can I use the bathroom? (laughs) And then I move on. (laughs) I go, no, I finish the sentence and then I circle back and I go, but I can put you on the list. We got a kid out already so we can get you going. Happens, but I just want them to know for right now. No, you probably can't. You really should. And it's not to be like I'm that teacher who is like, last class is so important, you yeah. can't miss a second. I, I wish my teaching was that tight. <laughs> but we all have seen the podcast now <laughs> to know it's really hard for me to stay on message sometimes. I think I'm literally being coached on that. <laughs> Our time is valuable though, yeah, and um. You don't really need to use the bathroom. You're just maybe a little bored. And I take that as a personal offense because I am trying up here. (laughs) And also, if you aren't the first period, that means I've ran this joke before and it made it through the rough draft era. Yeah. I'm now (laughs) giving you you the golden nuggets from period one. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) 
So that's how school's been going. Honestly, it's been great. And then I've been running after school, which has been... It's kept me from doing that post-work nap from, mm, like, 5 yes. to 7 and Not waking up, like... Depressed. Yeah, and, like, in your parents' house, you're like, where the am I? Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, and so it's been a good week. It's just been, just been a lot. How's your week been? What did I do this week? <laughs> oh, yeah, my, like, project that I'm... My primary project that I'm on for work is, like, between phases, okay. kind of, or about to be between phases, like, between the design and construction phase. And so the construction's delayed because that's how construction works. Right. <laughs> and so we were supposed to start the construction phase like now-ish. And now that there's like, now there's going to be like a several months gap between the end of the design phase, AKA now, and <laughs> when construction starts. And so um, there's like a big meeting in Denver to like talk about what they're going to do with us. So okay. I don't know what work is going to look like next week. If you want to launch a second podcast. <laughs> I literally do not have the mental capacity. We have really gotten to the point where there's enough plates spinning, but there are some days where I'm like, oh, okay, this is a job. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I would love to have free time. And then I was like, yeah. no, because then I was bored in free time. Okay. I just like sat and stared at the wall and I was like, what do I do? And then I would pick up a hobby and put it back down. And now I picked up this hobby and I can't put it back down. I'm like in the bathroom at work uh, on like Wednesday this week being like, hey, sorry, this is the 30 seconds I'm allowed to be on my phone. I've gotten all of your messages and yeah. I am working on it. If I ever text you during the day, know that I know that you're working. Okay. I just need to text you or else I will never remember Are to you text every you. man I've ever dated? Yes. <laughs> uh, some of them can handle those like blackout windows and some of them don't hang around that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's because I know you because if I didn't know that, right. like you were a teacher and like couldn't respond, it would bother me. Right. But it's I keep texting you because I know that if I don't, I'll forget. Right. One well, two, I'm like also really classic for, oh, it's lunch. Like here comes a fury of text messages mm -hmm. and then it's going to end at like, what is it? 1239 this year. I'm trying to internalize. 1239? Nothing ends on a, That's a five or a zero. That's so close to 1240. When a kid asked, why do we do that? I go, because we think math is so important. You should do it all the time. And I thought that was a really That's a funny really response. Yes. I'm like stressed for your students. School starts at 820. We have 15 53 minute classes and to make sure we can get three minute correct because we get seven in a day and then the bell rings at 3 30. who the fuck came up with that <laughs> 53 minutes that's so inferior i feel like my classes do you know how long our passing periods are seven minutes four minutes it's like, it's not a big school at all. It is not hard to get around in four minutes. And it's actually been really interesting because five minutes was enough time to like meet up somewhere and like hang out for 90 seconds and yeah. then bounce. But four minutes not. isn't. And so it's really been interesting to see how that's like changed the culture of like the hallways in our classrooms. When did this change classrooms. happen? Uh, Monday. Oh, this year? Yeah, this is the first oh, time we've, okay. we've run this. So it's been really interesting to watch it happen, but I didn't realize how much I was getting done in those five minutes that now that it's 20% shorter, it's like, every, nothing's good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh gosh, I don't even remember how long the passing periods mm. were when I was in school. I feel like they were maybe like five minutes in middle school and then like 10 minutes in, in high school. 
We got 10 minutes at my high school, too, when I was yeah. a kid, but we had just four classes, and they were all 90 minutes. Yeah, that was how my high school was, too. What's crazy is I've now made that full-spectrum journey as a teacher yeah. from 90-minute classes every single day to 53-minute classes now. And there's a point now where I'm like, I couldn't imagine trying to hit 90 minutes again. I don't even want to be in this lesson now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... There was oh a lot God. of work time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to... I don't remember how long my classes in college were now. Were they 50 minutes or were they 45 minutes? I feel like they were 50 minutes. Which meant that's that I got the same amount of time in high school mm. to get around the building as I did in college to get across campus. Right. Anyway, <laughs> I just stressed myself out. I don't know why you I did that. You did. I saw you worry about a term paper that doesn't exist. <laughs> You just saw me stress out about the fact that I have to sit somewhere for 53 minutes. <laughs> and then you have four, four minutes, minutes to, to get, get somewhere to your else. Class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's I've, The schedule is going to work just fine. There really isn't anything wrong no, with I'm it. No, I'm sure it would be and fine. And also, I... Uh, this is like a big meditative practice for me has been to, as I've been saying, like kind of grind down the hills that mm -hmm. I'm willing to die on. Yeah. It's like, this is my schedule that will determine kind of how my body functions for the next yeah. nine, 10 months. <sighs> Whatever. Like, I don't <laughs> like if you asked me right now, pen and paper in hand to write out what my schedule was on May 31st that I had been running for almost a mm -hmm. year at that point. No way I could do that. I, can't, I just don't yeah. even like the summer comes. I forget about all of it. That's fair. And, and I honestly think that's healthy. I think and so too. I also this may be need to be the last thing. And then I want to hear your story. <laughs> nah. I was listening to last week's episode and I was like, God, we have not seen each other in a while. I know. I'm like, when does this story start? We're on like 33. So if you're still with us, that's kind and thank you. Yeah. Also, sorry about last week. <laughs> we just like legitimately did miss each other. I guess for everyone who's like, I love your friendship. Well, that's that's the that's price it. of it. Um, I have now fully forgotten what I was going to say in the hey, first part. You were like, this is the last thing. It and was then... the last thing. It was worth... Oh, that's it. Found it. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Because I'm a teacher, my year starts and ends in the summer, mm -hmm. which is really the better time to do that. Not like the rest of you non-teachers, which is January 1st. Yeah. I could not picture a worse day to like reflect and renew again than January 1st. I reflect and renew over an Aperol spritz between like July 8th and July 22nd. It's like a soft close and then relaunch. And I think that's why I'm really happy all the time. <laughs> I feel like my brain still functions on like that schedule mm -hmm. of like once it's like May, I'm like, it's the summertime. <laughs> like, do we really have to get anything done? And then like August hits and I'm like, okay, we should. And I think I that's, need to do this job. Yeah, I, think I should probably get this done. I don't know. <laughs> I have some stuff that does need to get accomplished. Yeah, yeah. I've, I feel like I've never actually like seen the validity of New Year's resolutions. So hi, Monet. She was in one episode. And now she's like, I crave the fame. Who are you, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> episode? 12. 12. <laughs> that one I do remember. Okay, before we get started. Yes. We have announcements. We do have announcements. These are the new patrons since the last time I told the new patrons, which was, I think, my last episode, which was... Finland. Yeah, which was like now a couple episodes yeah. ago. The fun way that we layer this yeah. is that we end up going back to back. And I know. Then you get a and then you off. don't do anything. Correct. Yeah. Um, so first of all, Paula, the person who, 
I'll say the new patrons in a second. Paula, who um, gave us the idea for the Finland story, realized when I read her Instagram username that her Instagram username has three Ks in a row. Mm. And she just wanted to clarify that she only chose it because there was the one with two Ks was not available. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think anyone thought anything. Oh, I did. I heard it afterwards. You recorded it and I go, she's finished. So that really is fine. But... Oh, interesting. <laughs> I think while I was reading it, I was like, oh, interesting. And I think that's probably why it like came off so clearly. And so that's probably my bad. Um, Paula seems like the sweetest person in the world, and I don't think she had any negative intention with that. Anyway, new patrons. <laughs> um, if you're interested in supporting our Patreon account, it is in our link tree on Instagram, or it's just While I Laughed Podcast. And our new patrons are alexandra m tabitha b lauren w caroline m jane s christina s cora bailey j jenna w cat c alex s kayla h andrew b samantha s liam s kara b benedict s who's icelandic uh anthony g abby c lila chloe i and chloe m so thank you guys so much for supporting us. Um, we genuinely appreciate it. And we hope you're liking the content that we've been putting out and the Discord channel, which is increasingly unhinged. It is. We've renamed one of the sections to Dear Listener mm -hmm. in anticipation, I guess, of Bridgerton. <laughs> soon. And then I actually do also have a quick email okay. if I could read. Yeah. So these oh, are always fun cool. to get like follow-ups to this, yeah. especially because, okay. So this is a... Letter sent in to us from a listener about episode four, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and th I I loved that episode. You and I had no idea what we were doing mm -hmm. because episode four was actually recorded before episodes one and two. Yeah. And so it's always been in my heart. That's the first one. Yeah, it's like yeah. the first one. It's like the weird little one because uh -huh. we are still figuring things out. And when you guys just listen to the podcast, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's always held like a little place in my heart. Yeah. And so I love that this comes from, I don't think I've gotten specific permission to read their name out. So uh, to the person who is from the Council Bluffs, Omaha area, um, you know who you are and we appreciate this. This is about the person that we talked at the very end who got eaten by grizzly bears after living with them for 13 years. <laughs> oh my years, gosh. Which was just a quick little throwaway line in an article. Yeah. But turns out their ending and their life's purpose had a lot more dignity and I have two honestly really tight paragraphs to read about it okay. fully from the fan mail you're an excellent writer i'm gonna put that on the record <laughs> right now he goes like this i wanted to reach out about the cocaine bear episode specifically the grizzly man mention my siblings and i love nature documentaries and specifically the grizzly man it's narrated by werner hershkog uh, and is both ridiculous and somewhat inspiring timothy treadwell's story has a sad ending but it's pretty cool, and I wanted to share more about it. He didn't spend 13 continuous years living with the grizzly bears in Alaska, but rather 13 summers there. Protecting grizzly bears is what actually motivated Treadwell to become sober. Outside of the summer months, he made a name for himself as an environmental activist and by traveling and spreading awareness to schools and other audiences, even appearing on national news programs from time to time. The last summer he traveled to Alaska, he brought along his girlfriend. That year, 2003, they resolved to stay a couple months longer than Tim would have usually done so. 
likely by coincidence, but still worth mentioning, is that the bear that killed Timothy and his girlfriend Amy, <gasps> yes, both of them, was not one they had spent the past 12 summers with, but was a bear that had traveled into the area late in the season. Both Treadwell and his girlfriend, Amy Huguenard, again, apologies for, if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, were killed by this unfamiliar bear, but their story lives on through the documentary. And then they say, thanks again for all the laughs. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, it's impossible to know every detail of every story that we share, especially a detail that's not about like the main person. Yeah. So if you guys have stuff like that, like please, please share it with us. We are not of the opinion that we got it all right or that we don't want to be corrected on stuff like that. It mm-hmm. sounds like, I mean, 13 years living with bears... That, that's a whole episode right yeah. there, but it sounds like he was an environmental activist yeah. and not, like, man in the woods. <laughs> the fact that he was protecting mm-hmm. bears is insane, mm-hmm. and it reminds me, have you heard of the Rhodesian Ridgeback? It's like a breed of dog. Uh, like, very vaguely. Yeah. You know how I feel about pets. <laughs> so, Rhodesian Ridgebacks are, like, kind of the size of Mo, or sorry, not Mo, um, Bowser. Okay. And they have, like... It's a tank, in other words. Well, they're, like, the height <laughs> Oh, of okay, Bowser, okay. not like the build. Um, so they're like medium to large size dogs, and they have like this telltale sign that's like this. You know when their hackles go up? Yeah. It's like it looks like their hackles are all always oh, up, okay. kind of. And they're from South Africa, and all most dogs were bred with a purpose. What do you think the Rhodesian Ridgeback's purpose was in South Africa? Oh, it has to be to hunt some like crazy animal. Because we had a wiener dog, and it was meant to hunt like rats. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know, like hyenas? Lions. What the fuck? (laughs) Who trains a dog for that? I don't know. What? That's like the funniest shit to me. What? Someone did a TikTok skit of like God giving out like (laughs) jobs to all the different dogs. And he's like the golden retriever. He's like, you're going to be man's best friend. And like the foxhound, he's like, you're going to help hunt foxes. And he turns the Rhodesian Ridgeback and he's like, you're going to hunt lions. I, okay. I have, I have a a lot of follow up questions, but the one big guiding light one is this one. Are you bringing the Rhodesian Ridgebacks out with you? for the hunt or are you keeping them on the property for defense because if you're like we made a nasty dog that can scare a lion singular away <laughs> then i'd be like um maybe or at least like hold them off long enough until like the shotgun comes out yeah but if you're like let's go get them boys and then you're like driving to the savannah with i guess rhinos like what do these dogs look like um okay i can show you this is what the Rhodesian Ridgeback looks like. That's just a hound. What? Yeah, exactly. And this is a drawing. <laughs> a pack of them hunting a lion. <laughs> and winning, I guess, for the record. Yeah. Um, it, that's... It does look like they were hunting the lions. Like, not just helping, like, scout and, like, bring it back. That's fascinating. Uh, also on the topic of TikTok dog facts. <laughs> Hope that's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Um, you know the show Downton Abbey. Yeah. I've talked about it before on the podcast. Crazy. Um, I love it. Um, I feel like I need to watch it. The uh, the mass like the the main guy, mm-hmm. the dad of the family, um, Lord Grantham, has a dog that's um, a golden retriever. Mm. And that is historically inaccurate. Really? They were not around in 1912. They came by, like, much later. Found that on a little TikTok. I know. 
That's crazy. It's I did not know though. that. <laughs> Golden retrievers are precious. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, okay. Well. Are you ready for part two of... A silly little treat. A silly little treat. You told me it was, quote, much different than mm-hmm. the crazy Sylvester Graham man that I found. And driving over here, I was like... How? I feel like I hit on all food culture yesterday. So I am really excited about this. Um, I'm strapped in. So this is a topic that Casey actually suggested to me a while ago. He just like sent it to me and it's been on my list. And I like did a little Google, looked at the Wikipedia page and saw one fact that was like, Uh. that's a silly little treat right there. (laughs) And said, let's go. So much of our greatest stories are like, I heard a weird thing in passing at the grocery store. Let me talk to you about it for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's actually more like an hour and a half because we got to talk for 30 minutes. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so. I'm so excited. Picture this. It's November, 1947. Okay. We're in Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. World War II has just ended. The private economy is experiencing its post-war economic boom. Right. The first Edinburgh Festival of Arts took place for the first time ever this year. Is that... Go ahead. Still a thing. Is that their, like, freak fest or fringe fest or something like that? I don't think it's... I don't actually know. Okay. I don't... I shouldn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Her so. Her face said no, just in case... I don't think this so. This audio podcast didn't pick up that visual cue. Her, her entire face squinted and she shook her head and then as she was doing it she goes i don't know i guess i don't okay. want to say no the impression that i got was that it's like kind of like a film fest sure. vibe we've had a couple people in the uk reach out please correct me or maya you know which one i want yeah. <laughs> uh cambridge just voted to hmm. allow women to become full students the british army is withdrawing its troops from palestine and princess elizabeth is about to marry philip mountbatten Duke of Edinburgh. Mm, Prince Philip. Prince Philip. Prince Consort. Actually, it's King Consort, I guess. Um, whatever. Anyway. Fast to how much royal like lineage you Have you watched you know? The Crown? Sure, but I mean, he's the villain, so. <laughs> he's the villain at the beginning, and then he like kind of evens out. He's the, villain, he he's the villain at the beginning. Sure, like <laughs> we do of him. <laughs> Fair enough. I just love Olivia Coleman, so you're going to pale That's in her true. light every time. That's true. Because like when... Uh, the queen, or when the woman is the one of the royal lineage, the man she marries cannot be of a higher status. Right. Yeah, and so he has to be the king consort. Nice. Or, no, I guess he is the prince. Yeah, yeah he was almost always, positive yeah. was No, you're right. Philip. He's yeah. always prince. I love to hear that. <laughs> She's going to cut that. I'm going to cut She's it She's the audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if you're a family living in Edinburgh mm. around this time, you have kids you need to entertain, or maybe it's just yourself and some friends... What activity do you do? The weather's like, okay, it's like kind of the beginning of it's winter. It's not going to rain for 15 minutes yeah, so we can exactly. go outside. I don't actually know what the weather's like. I'm just making this up for the bit, well, Lord, for the skit. I mean, I wouldn't know because I can't understand a single thing I hear with a Scottish accent to it. <laughs> um, maybe you're at their like freezing ocean for a second. Yeah. Like if you're here, if you're in Denver and you're like, we need something to do that's like going to be kind of outside but we don't want to go to the mountains. What are you going to do? I mean, go to a brewery in your neighborhood. All right, go to a zoo. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. The people you were meaning to ask that question were, 
Denver Zoo lifetime members I Jacob and Lydia. Zoo. Do you as well? Yes. Jacob and Lydia have a membership to it. My friend had a membership to it too. I, Jacob and Lydia are so funny because they will just go on these funny little quests. I love that. And it's kind of sad because they don't, I don't think they're healing any childhood trauma like they're the rest of us it. could. Yeah. Um, they just on a Thursday went to a water park for a whole day. <laughs> that makes me so happy And then there's been like other days where they're like, oh yeah, we just spent like four hours at the zoo real quick. Just nice to walk around. It's not like there was a new animal. They were just like, yeah, it was just nice to walk around. The zoo. They're like doing a lot of reno there. Casey and I went for my birthday and they're like making a whole new flamingo area. I thought you met at Jacob and Lydia's house. I mean, that probably too. I haven't been there <laughs> in a like, while, but I can see it. I was like, I have not been updated on these. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, they never. Okay. So you're, yeah. you're okay. We're going to the zoo. Casey and my mother's suggestion. Yes. So the viewer, the third word Maya said was zoo. So we're at the zoo in Edinburgh. Yes, in 1947. Love it. Yep. Um, Today, a ticket to the Edinburgh Zoo was about 24 pounds. And assuming this cost has grown with inflation, that means it would have cost about 0.7 pounds per person um, to go to the zoo. Not only does going to the zoo sound like a great idea at this time, there's also a new animal. (sighs) So you go to the zoo to see the new resident. It's a Syrian brown bear named Wojtek. Okay. And you're not the only ones that have come to greet this bear. There are also a handful of people from Scotland and Edinburgh that seem to know the bear. And Polish war veterans. Know the bear? Yep. And Polish war veterans that are speaking to Wojtek in Polish. In fact, the veterans are even throwing some silly little treats to Wojtek. <laughs> including, but not limited to, candy and cigarettes. I can't, that can't be good for any bear. <laughs> no. I literally told you I had sugar in a drink this afternoon, yeah. and I'm kind of still upset about it. <laughs> and Wojtek happily accepts them, as he's done for years. Now... To understand why these comrades are so familiar with Wojtek and vice versa, well, to answer that question, we need to go back to wartime. Yay! Yay! I love that. <laughs> also, not cheering for war, cheering for the fact that we're this, talking about war. Yeah, this is just kind of where my literal degree yep. like rests. So in. the first part is just some background in where we're at. It was a Syrian brown bear. Syrian brown and bear. And Poles know it. Mm-hmm. Famously close to each other, Syria and Poland. That's no, not at all. I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were trying to like give me like a sassy face or if you were like, no, don't ask like, me. I have no idea. I, my gut said no. No, you're correct. My your brain right. said I can't question. Your gut's super right. <laughs> okay, there's a cool. whole there's a whole C between the two okay, faces. Cool. <laughs> uh, 1942 is where we're going. Uh, the background is in slightly before. At the end of 1939, the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact was just signed, which is a non-aggression pact between Germany and the Soviet Union. Right, okay. Yes. Um, do you want to explain? Um, sure. Yeah, we, we, yes. <laughs> I, like, kind of always, but yes. Um, okay, so uh, a lot of people think of the start of World War II being on in 1939 when Germany invades Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan had been, well, the Empire of Japan had been aggressive in China for at least six years before that mm-hmm. point. So that's a really Eurocentric way of thinking about the start of that global conflict because the mm-hmm. Chinese have already been fighting for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's like, oh, that's so evil. And yes, it is. But the Germans weren't the only ones who invaded Poland. The Soviet Union and uh, Nazi Germany split um, Poland in half during that invasion. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, I think it happened. 
think the Soviets entered two weeks after the Nazis do, mm-hmm. but France and Great Britain only declare war on Nazi Germany. Yes. And so then after Poland gets spliced in half, Germany and the Soviet Union are basically like, hey, we're not friends, but we're not enemies. Let's just mm-hmm. go ahead and be cool. We got other projects to work on. <laughs> and that um, was the uh, non-aggression agreement, which yep. meant the German invasion of the Soviet Union then later in 1943 was like a really big surprise. Yes. I might have gotten that exactly. last year wrong, but yeah, 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 yeah. It was 1941 that the pact is signed. Okay. But the next pact is signed. Yeah, so this first one, Grant's very much right. Uh, Germany claimed Western Poland and part of Lithuania. The Soviet Union was then going to occupy Eastern Poland, the Baltic states, and part of Finland. Right. And within the span of a month, like Grant said, I think it was like a week or two in between, both parties had involved their respective side of Poland. And then, shocker, Germany invaded the Soviet Union on June 22nd of 1941. Right. So following this German invasion, Joseph Stalin is like, shit, and is desperate for (laughs) allies, and so he does whatever he can to gain them. So he meets the prime minister of the exiled government of Poland. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Living and operating in London at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they come up with the Sikorsky-Maisky agreement. So Stalin didn't actually physically meet. I think it was like the ambassador. Sure. um, And he was one of those people in that agreement name that I just mentioned. Uh, They met in July of 1941. They made this informal agreement and then they signed it in the Soviet Union or in Poland um, in August of that same year. So they... In this agreement, Stalin declared that first non-aggression pact null and void. And he agrees the USSR, he agrees to release the USSR's tens of thousands of Polish prisoners of war under the terms that they will help the USSR fight the Nazis. And there's obviously more to that agreement than what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying what's relevant to the story that I'm about to tell. (laughs) Just before anyone's like, well, it also did this. I know, I know. There is one little interesting fact about that if you want. so the Soviets, like especially at that era, communism, I can get to a whole history, I'm not going to. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is this, the Soviets drafted men and women, mm-hmm. and while women were less likely to show up to the front lines, uh, women definitely did fight on the front lines, and many of them worked as snipers, or there was these group called like the Nighttime Witchers or whatever, who would fly super low, essentially crop dusters, and drop like grenades on the Nazis and things like that. And so, like one, yes, like the Soviets are looking for anyone who can like pick up a gun and point it in a direction of a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, also, um, was the army that fielded, I think, probably the most women in combat during yeah. that war, which was really interesting, too. Yeah. Communism in the Soviet Union doesn't end well, so I'm not oh. trying to, like, be like, yay, communism! I mean, but, like, oh, oh communism. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different vibes there. No, oh, oh, that's oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, okay cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so of the prisoners of war that the USSR releases, 40,000 of those soldiers form an army called Anders Army. And that's the name of the, the general that's leading them. Anders Army was released from the Soviet Union and are told to go to Palestine through Iran to help the British with the Italian campaign. Right. And so now, here we are. Okay. And then there's some, this is some more background that is going to happen during like the duration of the story that I'm going to tell, but I don't know exactly where it fits in, but I want you to, it'll help you kind of understand where we are. Um, Here's some of the stuff that happens to Anders' army during the duration of the story. They go under British command per the Allied Forces Act of 1940, 
And sometime around 1943, Anders' army becomes formally known as the Polish II Corps, uh, which is still commanded by Anders, but is also including other various fighting units. Um, that is not just Anders' army. So now, we are at a railroad station in Hamadan, Iran, in 1942. Okay. We're on our way to Palestine to go see the British, help the British, um, and it's Anders' army still. With this group is Lieutenant Anatol, and then I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name, but it starts with a T. <laughs> um, and a civilian refugee, an 18-year-old named Irina Bokiewicz, um, who is the grand great niece of one of the Polish generals, and so she's traveling with them for this duration. At this railroad station, they meet an Iranian shepherd boy from the area, and he has something which Irina becomes very taken with. She prompts the lieutenant to buy it. Is it, it kind eyes? <laughs> <laughs> she prompts the lieutenant to buy this off of the boy, and the lieutenant sees that some of the other soldiers are also taken with it. Um, because a Do lot they of the buy the bear? We're, we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> uh, the soldiers... <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, sorry, continue. Because the soldiers have all just escaped, and Irina have all and just escaped. And they're also, they're Poles in Iran, having mm -hmm. just left the Soviets and After on their way prisoners to war. the British mm -hmm. to then fight in Italy. Yep. Also known as a classic Euro trip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to Europe soon, yeah, so that's now that's front of my mind. Now what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to do this exact trail. Well, you know, this trip's going to change their life it is uh, exactly <laughs> i do hope that shepherd boy had kind eyes because last time i was in europe that's ex that is literally all it took <laughs> all it took yeah, grant's like i'm never leaving <laughs> i'm like oh have i not made out with anyone in this country yet guess i have to stay i mean i guess i gotta solve that before i can hit the train station <laughs> i'm fun i'm a fun time mom don't worry about me <laughs> i forget you listen <laughs> Okay. That is absolutely a story I did not update on when I when I was there or when I got back. At no point was like, and I had a personal goal. Didn't say <laughs> any of that to them. Teresa. My bad. <laughs> Get him. Okay. So the soldiers, Lieutenant, um, give this young Iranian boy a Swiss army knife, some canned beef, and some chocolate for the thing that the Iranian boy has. Nice. And you've already kind of hit on it. What is this thing? I mean, it has to be the goddamn bear. <laughs> it's a cub. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's the pre-bear. It's baby bear. <laughs> Did you ever get... <laughs> Did you ever get, I think they were little sponges, but they were like tiny yes. little dinosaurs as a kid, and, and you'd you put, put them in, in a pitcher of water, it would grow. They bought the dehydrated bear <laughs> for a knife and some canned meat. Yes. Which is, I think, still Polish currency today. Yep. <laughs> Poland's like a fully modern country, but that's a really funny joke. <laughs> Had some canned beef, don't forget. I'm sorry, I God, I really am so pediverse because these are prisoners of war who are now fighting for their country, which is fully occupied by two different nations. Mm -hmm. And my very first thought is, why would you bring a pet on a road trip? <laughs> you're not you're not anywhere close to home. You're gonna have to take care of that thing, and it's gonna get bigger. Like that is I'm so pediverse that my very first thought was like, well, someone think of the logistics. <laughs> And you're not wrong. Oh, am I? <laughs> so, so it's good to keep one of us around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right, folks. They get a Syrian brown bear cub, 
in a burlap sack. <laughs> so did the, how old was the girl, the granddaughter? 18 year old. 18? Okay. So is this like a Disney movie now where it was like yeah. strapping young officer wants to yeah. impress the daughter no. of an important general and he was like, if you want that bear, I'll get you that bear. <laughs> No, guys, guys, we gotta be cool. I'm like doing this thing right now. I'm shooting my. Sh- what was I supposed to tell her? No when I came to the room? <laughs> I wanted to hold my hand. <laughs> trying to make it with someone in Iran. Men, if there's a woman out there you're trying to woo, have you considered a Syrian brown bear in a burlap sack? And if that feels too logistically impossible, I have also found great success with just a small amount of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> my his face. Yeah, that would get me. It'll get me. <laughs> oh, shit, is this Syrah marinated? Hell yeah. One of the, I feel like, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I was pretty convinced for the first couple months of Casey dating that he was not for me. And I was going to break up with him. And then so it changed and we ended up staying together and I was happy with it. Yeah, you're engaged. Yeah, we're engaged now. But our first Valentine's together, um, he didn't get me flowers or anything, which like, I love flowers, but I'm also like, that's like, that's so unoriginal. <laughs> Casey brought me cheese. <laughs> Several different kinds of assorted cheeses from a local cheesery. Sometimes the power of your guys' love does kind of like smack me in the face a little bit. <laughs> only like, wow. Only one person has ever done that for me. Do you want to guess who it was? Lydia? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia's got me lots of stuff. She is my platonic life partner in a lot of ways. And I was friends with her and her husband before they were all together. But me, I'm the person who has gone <laughs> to a local cheesery and gotten myself. It's a silly little treat. Because, yeah, a couple, if it's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> Sometimes you go to Trader Joe's and you go in there just for dinner and you leave deciding you're not leaving the house the rest of the weekend. That you will see me on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where were we? You were on. Okay. Yeah, we have just acquired a brown bear and a burlap sack. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so the boy, the Iranian boy, had found the bear in the Zagros Mountains mountains of Persia, which is now Iran, which right. it just hit me in the face again. Every time I hear this fact that Persia existed in the 1940s, crazy. Yeah. Because Persia feels like ancient history to me. They still identify as Persians. Many That's of, absolutely I mean, insane. we call them Iranians today, That's but so a lot cool. of them are like, yeah, no, culturally we're Persians. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, the mother of the cub had been killed by hunters, and so the boy had saved the bear. Was it a Rhodesian Ridgeback? <laughs> No, lions. That's a great callback. <laughs> the hunter was a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Two Rhodesian Ridgebacks actually in a trench coat. You know, the word Rhodes in the way it gets used in Africa is just a British explorer. I love Rhodesia that. was named after a guy whose last name was Rhodes. And then that means also the Rhodes Scholar Foundation is named after a guy who like claimed basically all of East Africa for the British Empire. That's cute. I love colonialism. What's so fun is that I intentionally don't pick history topics because I know this is who I am. <laughs> and you do. Like, the last two have started in World War II. We're about to leave some of the... That's probably good yeah. for everybody. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> Continue. So, the bear spent the next few months being cared for by Arena in a Polish refugee camp near Tehran, uh, Iran. On August 2nd, he was then donated to the 22nd Artillery Supply Company, which is one of the divisions of the Polish II Corps slash Anders Army, and he was named uh, Wojtek by the soldiers, which is short for Wojtek, uh, meaning joyful, happy warrior hmm. in Old Slavic. A soldier named Peter Prendis then becomes his first caretaker, and there's a few other soldiers that um, identify later on as his caretakers. But... As Grant pointed out, how the fuck 
are you gonna take care of a bear? I also like how are you gonna domesticate it? Like, are you gonna always have it in a cage? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay. So they, they, he had trouble swallowing or something when he was a cub, and mm. so they nursed him using condensed milk in an empty vodka bottle, much like Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the only factually wrong thing about what you just said <laughs> is that I would never have milk. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> um, and then they used a piece of cloth um, kind of as a nipple for the for the bear to like suck oh, on. on the bottle. Gotcha. On the okay, bottle. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once he was old enough, he started receiving double rations from the like army. So two bottles of milk? No, like actual food. Oh, okay. Yeah, he okay. would eat basically what the soldiers were eating. Okay. Uh, and the soldiers would also feed him honey, fruit, marmalade, and syrup, much like Pooh Bear. I know I've interrupted you several times. Yeah. This story's ridiculous, so I have to do it <laughs> one more. Sometimes you have a meal, and you're like, oh, it's been a big day, like, I'm a little mm -hmm. bit hungrier. Imagine being in that company where there's like, oh, is the amount of food we didn't give you is enough? We can give you the bear quantity. <laughs> Do you want the bear quantity of food? You stupid human. <laughs> you gonna eat the same amount as I, a bear? I'm pretty triggered on food sometimes. This is a complicated thing. I love it, but uh Well you are a bear. Just, so. thank, thank you. <laughs> it's one of my most redeeming qualities. <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> Among these things, honey, fruit, marmalade, and syrup, Wojtek was also often given other silly little treats, like <laughs> beer. <laughs> That'll make me silly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And bloated. This quickly became his favorite drink, and he could drink a lot and never get intoxicated because he's a bear. <laughs> um, and according to Demeter, I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name either. It starts with an S. He's another one of the caretakers. Uh, when he would finish a bottle of beer, he would look through the opening to see where the rest of the beer was. <laughs> so he was doing bits. They keep him around because he'll do bits, and he only eats two meals. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right? Logistically, things are starting to connect mm -hmm. for me. All right. All he right. would also enjoy drinking coffee in the mornings uh, with his fellow comrades and enjoy smoking slash eating cigarettes. He would accept a lit cigarette, take a puff, and then swallow it. So he's, so he's just really into chewing. <laughs> I remember finding out, and I'm gonna, I have to kind of keep a lot of this next story kind of anonymous. anonymous. <laughs> I remember finding out one of my uh, older relatives was mm -hmm. chewing tobacco. I remember looking at my dad and being like, doesn't he know that'll kill him? <laughs> and my dad, I think offhandedly, because he had other things to do, because I'm like a wee child and my dad was a grown and busy man, just kind of offhandedly say, oh, that's not gonna be the thing that kills him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And so, yeah, I bet this bear was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Um, Wojtek would also cuddle with the soldiers at night if they were cold, uh, and would wrestle with them for fun. I am Wojtek. Like, everything we have already <laughs> talked about, especially the stuff that we talked about before we started to record, yeah. this is like a word-for-word -word recap of this conversation. <laughs> we had no idea what this was, that this was the topic. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No. Prendis taught him how to salute, wave, and march, and he became the unofficial mascot to the unit he was with and then some of the surrounding units that mm. were with them. Uh, with the 22nd Company, he moved to Iraq, Syria, Palestine, and Egypt. Means he's like better traveled than like half the people we know. Correct. 
Um, he tended to get up to a lot of antics mm-hmm. with the soldiers. At one point in Iraq, he allegedly stole an entire clothesline of ladies' underwear belonging to female personnel stationed in the area. <laughs> I love that they say allegedly. <laughs> Like it was maybe some other bear other than him. <laughs> like, Listen, we don't know how many Syrian bears are in this part of Egypt, so let's just keep it pretty chill. No one saw my client do that. <laughs> I just want to point out that, like, sure, 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 they're personnel, but if they're Polish personnel, they are refugees <laughs> fighting in this army. <laughs> like, I, like, I get that they have day jobs. They are also displaced persons. Yes. And this bear is like, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> do- but really, is this where we get this is is this where we get Pooh Bear? No. Okay. I, I was like, do they see knowledge. him in a little shirt and they're like, let's get a big bear and a crop top <laughs> and just see what kind of cartoon we can make out of that. And that's Grant's whole personality. I need the confidence of Winnie the Pooh next pride because I do want to wear a crop top, but I'm you know. Yeah. Not, I get it. Yeah, I'm not a beanstalk. Good. Literally this is all of the last episode. <laughs> you know, I know. But it's, <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Also, Christmas Eve of 1942, so the same year they got him, Wojtek is still, like, less than a year old. Um, He got into the food stores just before the Poles' Christmas Eve fest, and he ate anything that looked tasty. So not much. Well, probably everything, actually. He's a bear. (laughs) Um, He would also help the soldiers with grenade practice by chasing the oranges the soldiers threw as their, quote, grenades. It is, however, unclear if he fetched them or if he just, just chased them <laughs> and then ate the orange. <laughs> I'm not super sure what the answer is there. Oh, you gotta train pets and they just don't have that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two of his favorite activities for were, number one, riding in trucks. <laughs> That's how they got in places. chicken fry, home game on Friday. I like see uh, with, singing with me. I, I like singing podcasts. <laughs> For me, I like I like my bears to be a little country. You know, yeah. I like my a single mom who wants two jobs. We have to pay her money here. <laughs> saying that on Rebo, basically love you. We're sorry. every episode. Um, when he was young, he would sit in the front seat as a cub, and then in the back when he grew to be too big. Mm, and uh, yet another really tough parallel here. <laughs> Grant's like, ah, oh, man. Okay, so, okay, didn't know you would called my family for this story, but that's fine. <laughs> Kidding. His other favorite activity was showers, and this was primarily when they were Hell in yeah. Egypt. <laughs> So a desert, and he's a bear from Syria. <laughs> so Wojtek loved taking long, cold showers, and then he figured out how to turn on the shower by himself. <laughs> and at one point, his love for showers resulted in a water shortage for the troop, and then he was banned from taking showers alone. Regardless, he found ways into the did. shower. Of course he did. One time, he snuck in there and happened upon an Arab who snuck into the camp in order to find the weapons arsenal so that his team could later raid it. Okay. Boy, imagine. <laughs> You're a man who's been sent to find the weapons store of this troop. And a bear no, catches you. I'm imagining the bear with like a towel over one shoulder <laughs> and like a scrubby on the other and then like a cap. <laughs> and they're both like, what are you doing here? It's like Spider-Man. Neither one of us saw each other in the shower. Got it? You don't tell the poles. I don't tell the poles. No one was in the shower. <laughs> this is one of the poles. <laughs> 
<laughs> get this. Get this. <laughs> Wojtek terrified this man so much that the Arab immediately surrendered. <laughs> no. <laughs> that means Wojtek got in trouble too. <laughs> no. Wojtek got rewarded so hard for this. He got unlimited shower time and two <laughs> bottles of beer. <laughs> That's PBIS, baby. For <laughs> teachers out there, you know what I mean. That's PBIS right there. What's PBIS? Like positive behavior, oh, okay. incentive system, or whatever. Yeah. They Instead were of like, saying no, what if we just lavish the good ones with gifts? <laughs> that's overly simplified it. The men, uh, so that's just one of the funny antics he got up to. The men also taught Wojtek how to pick up new recruits and hold them upside down by their boots <laughs> to make them think they were getting eaten. Hashtag hazing. Right, I was going to say, that sounds like a robbery. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, oh my God, that bear's going to eat you. In the, like, in the world where this bear is like semi-human, you know, you said taught it how to pick up yeah. new recruits. Did you imagine it like at the mess hall later that night? Like, so like, what made you join the refugee army? You know? <laughs> Can I get you a drink or it's a really nice color on you. <laughs> you just like taught him how to flirt. <laughs> recruit is like, is this a bear? <laughs> How desperate are you guys for soldiers? Why is a bear talking? <laughs> <laughs> What's in this drink? <laughs> I know a little spot later if you want to hang out, and it's just the showers. It's the <laughs> I made this laugh. I made this laugh on a video, and someone on TikTok said. When you started chirping, yes. I lost it. The way that this whole podcast has opened up new, fresh insecurities for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's also, I'm sorry, but this is actually also shower related and insecurities <laughs> and viewers. To the person who sent us the message, when bald people wash their face, <laughs> how high up do they go? Sorry, I was laughing. Someone sent me, a stranger to them, a message that said, when bald people wash their face, how high up do you go? And two, love that you feel that level of connection with us. Two, I've heard that before. Yeah, not original. Do better. I yearn for the day where I hear a new bald joke. But we just had our first week of school. I got asked that question at least six times. <laughs> I love, too, that it wasn't, like, a message. It was a meme that they sent you Correct. with no caption at all. And I was like, damn, that person really was like, I bet he hasn't heard this one. And then here's the thing. It's either that or they saw it and they thought of us. And Which they is sent hilarious. It. Right. Two, like, two messages. Very like, endearing. At no point was that person, I think, trying to throw us no. any smoke or anything like that. But it, I, I took a screenshot of it right away and sent it to Maya and was like, who are these people? <laughs> Audacity. I had to move this message from the request to the general folder <laughs> before I could respond to the cyber police. <laughs> Please keep it up. Actually, I take it all back. I don't want to hear an original <laughs> ball joke. I just want to hear bad ones and watch Grant go insane. As the person who manages most of the social <laughs> yeah. media, thank you. You're welcome. But we were talking about the inspiration for my life. Uh, Voitech the bear. Hitting on recruits. Yes. And AKA pretending to eat yeah. them. Yes. <laughs> um, so following them in Egypt, the Polish two corps was reassigned to fight with the British Eighth Army in the Italian campaign. They had to board a British transport ship, however, to get from Egypt to where they were going. And the ship 
and the British Army forbade mascots and pet animals, which is hilarious to me because I feel like they were, the British Army was like, you can't bring this bear. And they're like, oh, he's our mascot. And then they're like, well, we don't allow or that. mascot. Yeah. And they were like, but he's a pet. He's like a pet. And they were like, we don't allow either of those things. You're the first person to bring an animal onto this ship of war. We're not going to let you do that. <laughs> so Wait, so do they leave him in Egypt? I hope they were. Go so, ahead. to get around this, what did they do? He was drafted into the Polish oh, army. Oh, shut up. As a private and listed <laughs> among the soldiers. I was going to say, like, well, if it's anything like our past episodes, they unionized. Because this <laughs> is a workers' rights podcast. <laughs> no. They drafted Wojtek the bear. <laughs> yes. And then he became the new recruit, and they pretended to eat him. him. <laughs> He was allowed to join largely due to the increased morale he gave to the Polish troops. Because these Polish troops, remember, just spent a year or two as prisoners of war, if not longer. Right. And so anything to, like, make them feel, I don't know, a purpose? Right. And apparently Wojtek was that purpose for this troop. It's like mom and dad being like, just let him keep the dog. Like, we can be fine. Yeah. And the funny thing about this, I don't think I wrote this down, but at first when the soldiers started taking care of Wojtek. They tried to hide him from the senior level officers. This is such a Disney movie. Can you imagine? And the article was like, it was easy when he was a cub and continued to get harder as he grew up. <laughs> and so at some point, like you, the senior officers had to know that right. he was around, but they right. were like, like trying to throw a tarp over him. Like, Did someone just growl? No, I'm just really hungry. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And then eventually they found the bear and then they he, they were allowed to keep him. Um, as a private, Wojtek was assigned his own paybook, rank, and serial number. <laughs> he would stay with the men in tents or there was a special wooden crate transported by truck that he would also stay in. <laughs> There's like a whole war going on where the enemy is literally the Nazis and the Polish soldiers. <laughs> Have to have a special dog crate sent to them <laughs> so their little mascot can join them. <laughs> okay, so before we go any farther, I have some pictures. This is Wojtek. That's a huge bear. <laughs> that, is, that is a grizzly bear. It is taller than any person. It is like at least a head oh taller. He's standing on his hind legs in a line of other soldiers. Can you, can, sorry, can we zoom in? I, it's actually like almost disturbing to watch. I was, <laughs> from our from our cocaine bear episode, I know how much black bears weigh. Yeah. And that's what I was imagining. I was like, you have a 145, 165 pound black bear. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't want to be in a wrestling match with it, but you could win. Yeah, around this no, time. No, this think is a hippopotamus with fur. <laughs> I think around this time it said he weighed around 200 pounds. Okay, uh, so, so that's him standing. Gotcha. Uh, this is, is him, him as a cub, as a cub oh, with one of the caretakers. Cute. He is cute. I know, right? Okay, and then I'll save that one for later. I'll save that oh, one for later. Fine. Save that one for later. Um, this is him as a cub cub. <gasps> oh, it's like a little puppy. He's like a little teddy bear. Oh, I get buying him for this a is, knife and some ham. Yeah, this is, there's two soldiers and there's like a cub that looks like a tiny puppy. Bring back basically. army desert shorts. They look really breathable and they all end above the knee. I know. Uh, See, but also style. really cute pair. I know. Uh, and this is a picture of Wojtek boarding that British ship. He gets his own bridge. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It looks more like the circus than it does the launching of a campaign against Nazis. <laughs> There's a 
bear boarding a ship. <laughs> they had to build them a bridge. <laughs> um, this is Wojtek, like, play wrestling with one of okay, the characters. Okay, it's play wrestling, but there's, like, a leash. Huge air quotes around leash. Oh, yeah, there's... In case it gets too out of hand. Are they riding him? Yeah, this is... We talk about this more later, but the, the, I'd sign up ride for him. this army. Right? I would actually sign up they for They look this like army. they have fun, like, aside from, like, the war. <laughs> I'd love to see a bear. <laughs> And then here. Are we, oh yeah, are we gonna put those here? Yes. You should send me some pictures so we yeah, can post it on. We keep I'll... promising to post those pictures as part of the Instagram grid, and mm-hmm. then I'm just like, here's what I found on Google. Yeah, I'll send you these pictures to post on Instagram for those of you who are listening, and then I'll also put them in the YouTube. Um, so this is a YouTube video. This is a video of him wrestling with some of the soldiers. Oh, he's he's not going ham. He's not yeah, going he's all just, the way. It, he just looks like kind of a puppy playing. It yeah. does. Yeah, exactly. That's really cute. I know. Okay. So, we are now in January through May of 1944. January through May of 1944. Okay, so that's a really tough time in the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, D-Day has not happened. Is, is this what you're queuing me up for? Yeah, if you want to. Is wanna, that what that look if, was for? I don't know. I so, figured- D-Day hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um... You're probably just coming out of what was another like really brutal winter. Mm-hmm. Um, Stalingrad might be ending. Yes. Yeah, so then the American and British forces have just liberated North Africa from the Nazis mm-hmm. and the Italians. And to try to open up a new campaign front, they invade Sicily and southern Italy and try to work their way up. Mm-hmm. But they pick like a really mountainous region. Yes. So the fighting is really tough. And actually, what, what a lot of people don't remember or know is that there's still fighting going on in nor- like northern Italy between Americans, British, and Nazis mm-hmm. as like we're doing d-day and then crossing the rhine and like liberating france and like the netherlands and stuff like that and all these like big wins are happening in like what's considered western europe in northern italy there is still like almost trench fighting going on yeah Yeah. okay so i'm so glad i can get it right (laughs) the specific (laughs) battle we're talking about is called the battle of monte cassino oh okay yes um which is aka the battle for rome um we're not going to talk about you just listened to grant's reaction (laughs) there is a lot of very sad things that happened right. in this war. The, the casualty count is very high, but it was super crucial because the Allied forces are going against the German forces in Italy. The objective is to break what was called the Winter Line and advance mm-hmm. towards Rome. However, as Grant mentioned, they picked a very mountainous region, and there is like an abbey on top or a church mm-hmm. on top of this place. Um, it was ma- like an ancient historical yes. church abbey, but also it was made out of like a ton of stone, mm-hmm. and so it was like perfect to like hide out in, and it had a great yes. view of everything. So militarily, it was like a yes, important and target. it was. So the Germans were actually using it, which went against some pacts. They weren't right. supposed to be using churches at any point in the war, um, and so that kind of opened up a whole other can of worms. But yeah, Monte Cassino was in. A mountain was a mountain with a monastery on top and was basically the only way to get to Rome at the time due to weather conditions and the terrain and the valleys that were held by German forces at the time. One of the key battles in capturing Rome and is also thought as one of the most bitter and bloody battles against the Nazi army. It's a very sad tale, so I won't get into it, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of info if you are interested. There were three military assaults before the fourth one, which is the one that we're going to talk about. 
This is the one um, that was led primarily by the Polish army at this point. The three before were primarily led by the British army. At first, so Wojtek is with the Poles at the Battle of Monte Cassino. And at first, he's hide, He's scared of the explosions. Right. I was he's like, what do you hiding mean he's in trees. He's at the battle. He's at the battle. He's hiding in trees? He got scared and hid in a tree. Would climb up a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he's noticing his fellow comrades. He's watching what they're doing. And similar to how he's learned other things, like drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, he decides to start copying them. And okay. so he starts helping transport ammunition okay. I thought to you the were front lines. Say, like shooting. No, no, like, no, no. That's actually so terrifying. <laughs> no, no, no. In a Can way you that imagine? Bothers me. That bothers. Okay. <laughs> so, Donkey. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So remember <laughs> the particular like division of the army that he's with are the artillery supply company. So he's actually oh. with a group that's not actually fighting the front lines. Okay. Okay. But he is helping his like comrades carry ammunition. Um, Specifically, he's carrying 100 pound crates that each carry four 25 pound artillery shells between the trucks and the troops. And he never dropped a single one. And he carried uh, the equivalent of what would take four men to carry. And worth it for the two rations they fed him. It's true. <laughs> and the terrain is like super sketchy up there. So it was taking them a long time and he was able to help them. He got into doing this by simply copying the men around him. When they lifted the crates, he lifted the crates. Wait, with his mouth? No, he would stand on his hind legs and hold them with his front paws. Fuck you. That's not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is there's no way that's true. That is true. absolutely true. Well, now back into nightmare territory <laughs> for me. <laughs> What do you mean he would pick him up with his little bare hands? He knew how to march. He would march on his hind legs. I actually don't really like that fact. <laughs> that fact really kind of bothers me. How else is he going to hold is them? Is like Godzilla or something? No. Do you have a picture of this? No, I don't. This was in the war. This was like active No one was fighting. like, hey, get that real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought they were like putting him on his back no. and then... And so similar to Grant's Could reaction... Could be someone on the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. So, so similar to Grant's reaction, a lot of people did not believe this tale. Right. Because it was all the Poles that were saying this, and then there are people in the British Army who were not familiar with Wojtek who right. were like, yeah, I saw that. It was fucking crazy. That's insane, right. Yes. So Imagine being a German on the other side and seeing... And like, I'm like, oh, they're training bears now? <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. Terrifying. <laughs> um, so many soldiers not familiar with Wojtek were stunned to see the feet and so they Uh, verified what the Polish soldiers were saying and this fact earned him a promotion. He was now a corporal. He outranked most of his friends. (laughs) I knew there was a reason I rewatched Band of Brothers this summer. Um, And because of his heroics at the Battle of Monte Cassino, um, the troop or the division that he was with changed their insignia slash emblem to a picture of Wojtek carrying an artillery shell. And that is this. Yeah, that that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so technically... He's like holding it like you would like a log if you yeah. didn't know. It's like, if you didn't want... Yeah. Yeah, but what he was actually carrying in the war was actually boxes with like four of these. Oh, okay. Um, so this is just like a, I don't know, representation. Fascinating. I know. Um, okay, so after this, 
he continued his antics <laughs> slash heroics, depending like, on who you are. In the middle of this, as I'm like, kind of like, where am I and how did I get here? Are we love taking a theme and then just being like, surprise, you didn't see this coming at all. Because there was a second I was like, is he eating the shells? Oh no, he's eating everything else. <laughs> Not people though. Not people or shells. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so after this, he stayed with the army that he was, or the troop that he was with, and he continued his antics slash heroics, which I guess it depends on who you are, what you see. Um, he would scare swimmers in the Adri- Adriatic Sea, just for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> and he would stalk horses and donkeys, also seemingly just for funsies. He never hurt any of them, he just like would stalk them, chase them a little bit. I hope it was for funsies, but part of me is like, that little bear brain was like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, <laughs> but for why? It's like when you walk into a room yes. and you're like, why am I in why? here right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what this guy's doing. And by this guy, I mean Wojtek, the actual <laughs> Syrian bear. Corporal to you. Cor- sorry, Corporal Wojtek, formerly the Syrian bear. <laughs> right, exactly. The orphaned Syrian. That is how you know it's a Disney movie. He's it was orphaned. orphaned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Found family trope. Um, okay, so since he was raised by humans, he really never posed any threat to other humans. Um, but others didn't know this outside of the troop. Sure. And so the troop would often use this to their advantage if they needed to, like, scare someone. Um, okay. We're now at the end of World War II, 1945. The troop gets, not demobilized, but they get sent to a camp, like after the war. Um, They're sent to Berwickshire, Scotland, with the rest of the 22nd Company. Wojtek's with them. Wojtek becomes popular with the civilians and the press in the area. So they're basically kind of staying near a farm, from what I gathered, his his part of the 22nd Company. So this company, Poland, Soviet Union, mm-hmm. Iran, Egypt, Italy, Scotland. Scotland. That really is a Euro trip. <laughs> right? Because you got to fly in or out of London. Like you <laughs> That's a whole loop. Um, he actually, Wojtek, actually becomes an honorary member of the Polish Scottish Association. <laughs> There's a Polish-Scottish association? Apparently. Okay. If you appreciate cold weather and that's it, go ahead and join the Polish-Scottish association. Um, Okay. Around this time, he would drink two bottles of beer a day and was allowed unlimited rations because they're not really in war times anymore, I guess. COVID. COVID rules apply. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The group also built him a swimming pool at the camp he was staying at, and he loved it. And he was often found swimming there. Um, Wojtek would also help carry fence posts when they assisted the locals working on their farms. Again, not the way you think, which is like you've loaded up a donkey, but with his two huge functional hands, which still bothers me so much. You can kind of get enough distance from you in that fact, and then it like inevitably gets brought up again. It's you again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, One woman, her name is Aileen Orr. She's the author of the book Wojtek the Bear, the Polish War Hero. She currently lives on the farm that the Poles stayed near after the war. Okay. So her grandfather was a Scottish soldier who helped get the Poles from Baghdad to Scotland after the war, and she is now married to the man who owns the farm. Oh. So kind of a lot of weird connections. TLDR, she lives on the farm where they stayed at. Okay. Or says there are trees in her garden which still have Wojtek's claw marks on them. Oh, that's kind of cute. Right? This is a picture of one of those trees. 
You can see. Yeah, that's look. a bear mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, that is in a way where if you were to see it, be like, oh, isn't this cool? It looks like a bear mark. But that's surely a bear, mark. bear wasn't. That's a bear mark. That's a bear mark. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. Okay. So, can I say real quick? Yeah. Because I don't know what this bear's like final chapters are. Mm-hmm. It is so British for them to take this Syrian bear that was loved by the Poles. Yeah. And put it in Britain. <laughs> like, I'm shocked it didn't end up at the British History Museum. <laughs> Just putting a bear in a backpack. Like, we'll be right back. Exactly. The polls are like, damn it. You'd be surprised how many countries want this <laughs> and that we have it. <laughs> Not that Americans have really all that much room to talk. No. But we don't have it all in one building. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) The meme is about the British, okay? Exactly. Um, We have not been kind to the United Kingdom this episode. And we love you. We're coming. We're going to be there soon. Please let us in. (laughs) Get to their TSA and they're like, ooh. Does W-I-L mean anything to you? (laughs) Really, really hope there's more letters and that's your name, officer. (laughs) No, it, it, I do. I know. I know what that is. Uh, heard episode 18, huh? <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. We have to deny your entry. <laughs> it's also maybe episode 17. I don't know. Everything's an illusion in my brain right now. It's 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So she grew up, Aileen Orr, the woman who lives on the farm, grew up hearing stories about Wojtek and how he was a part of the community because he, she kind of grew up in the area. The locals would feed him honey, jam, and would wrestle and wrestle with him and kick around a soccer ball with him. He would attend local dances, concerts, and local children's party. He would even stand up and sway to the music with his soldier Again, friends. Again, so terrifying. So <laughs> creepy and terrifying. I'm sorry if this was supposed to be like the lighthearted detail that you found. <laughs> Everything he does that crosses a line into humanness to me really bothers me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Again, if it was a monkey, maybe it would like maybe understand because we've been all conditioned to think yeah. that you know we're They're super like cute. right. But like a bear doing human stuff, I don't know. I don't know. I love it. Okay, continue. Okay, there is not a single tale of him being aggressive towards humans or small animals. Um, to the confusion of many. Yeah. Like, people don't understand it. Um, there's even a tale of him playing gently with a beetle on the ground for, like, Aww. hours, and he never killed it or anything. He did enjoy stalking and frightening sheep <laughs> on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> this bear has hobbies. Yeah, he has hobbies, and they happen to be almost being a bear. <laughs> Sometimes I like to cosplay as a bear, but here I am, just the third-ranking general in the Polish <laughs> army. I remember carrying gunfire bullets <laughs> in Italy. Those were the good old days. There's a part of me that feels like, run, Wojciech, but I got responsibilities <laughs> now, you know? Seven more years, I can get a pension. I've, I got too deep in. I need to pull out. I need to pull out now. I got too deep in to Wojciech, the human who doesn't know he's a bear. He's Buddy the Elf, but of yeah. bears. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I am. I don't look like you. <laughs> Why am I not as good at shooting as the rest of these people? Um, along with his other hobbies, he would let children ride on his back. Okay. And again, not a single tale of him being 
rude or anything. He would just let the kids ride on as his back. As long as you call it a circus, parents will basically put a kid on any animal. Yeah, the 40s were a different <laughs> this time. This is our circus porcupine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Touch it if you dare. <laughs> um, he was free to roam the camp during the day, um, but at night he was tied up with a cuff of bells on his legs so that the people could hear him coming mm. if he were to ramble around. Okay. Uh, demobilization happened on November 15th, 1947. So we're back to the where we start at the beginning of the story with our fake little skit of going to the zoo. Uh, the troop did not want him to be released into the wild because naturally he's not gonna survive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's been raised to be a Polish soldier, right. and then kind of like a retiree in Northern England. Yeah, exactly. Scotland, sorry. Um, but there, but they also didn't want to send him to Poland, where they were worried he would be used for propaganda by the communists. Oh, yes, and so that's why he didn't end up there. So Wojtek was given to the Edinburgh Zoo. My. Uh... British History Museum joke didn't age well. <laughs> Much like the British History Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to feature the entire Leaning Tower of Pisa. Vote of, <laughs> of you two assume I would apologize for a single thing on this podcast. That's so good. <laughs> Has anyone checked the Declaration of Independence lately? <laughs> Do we I'm still gonna seal the Declaration <laughs> of Independence, Nick Cage. Hey, <laughs> where are we? What's where? okay? Wojtek has been given to the Edinburgh Zoo, and this is where he's. This is the end of Wojtek's story. He's gonna live out there um, for the rest Wait, of his days. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. I was. I. I. I think I was not letting myself love him because I was prepared for a tragic no. ending. No. Okay. Yeah. So he was visited often by journalists and former Polish soldiers. Some would bring him candy and beer, and they were even allowed to wrestle with him. After they escaped communism, sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think a lot of them didn't go back to Poland. There's also like a massacre that happened around. Well, yeah. Oh, you just said massacre. There was also a massacre of Poles with the USSR kind of around the time that they were released to be Anders' army. So I, I think I read that a lot of Poles never returned to Poland. And so I think they were just kind of, a lot of them were just vibing in Edinburgh. Sure. Visiting their old friend Wojtek. Yeah. Um, their Going apartment the wouldn't really allow bears. <laughs> and so. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why passing non discrimination ordinances <laughs> is so important. He's a corporal, damn it. He's got a social security number and everything. <laughs> what is that from Pirates of Penzance? I am the very model of a modern major general, and it's just the bear. <laughs> That's a musical theater reference that I'm pretty sure I got wrong, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It was funny. Um, so some would toss him cigarettes to eat like they did during the war. Um, he loved being spoken to in Polish and would recognize a lot of his oh. former comrades. It's rumored that when he heard the Polish language or accent, he would stand on his hind legs and salute because he had been trained to, or wave like he had been trained to do. He frequently appeared on BBC's Blue Peter, which is the longest-running children's show in the world. It's been airing since October of 1958 and is still on today. He would appear on that show. Uh, Wojtek died in December of 1963 at the age oh of 21. Oh, my God. Yeah, weighing nearly... At the age of 21? Mm-hmm. Hold on. 63, 53, 43, 42. Mm-hmm. He was... Oh, they got him at, like, age zero? Yeah, he was a baby baby. He... Did all of that before he was seven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
know why I thought it was like a teenage bear doing all of this. No, it was like, like a it's, toddler bear. It's dumb now that I think about it. When I think about bears and I think about... <laughs> but it was definitely like, oh, he's the same age as all of us. It's so... What you want to know what's so silly, Maya? The assumptions you make in a story. <laughs> the, the parts that your brain just kind of fills in for yeah. you as you're listening to things. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an 18, 19-year-old bear. No. And so when you said, you know, 1960s, I was like, wow, he lived to be like 60 years no. old. 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too pure for this world. I know. At 21, um, he was weigh At this point, he weighed 500 kilograms. So which is what, like a snack or like a thousand one hundred pounds. <laughs> and he, when he stood up on his hind legs, he was five foot eleven. Okay. The average Syrian brown bear, to give you an idea, weighs five hundred and fifty pounds. So he got a lot of snacks <laughs> and uh, lives part or between twenty and thirty years. So he actually lived a normal lifespan for a Syrian brown bear. Okay. Um, he did I mean, weigh twice the size. A lot but... more. Uh, around the time of the Battle of Monte Cassino, he weighed what a normal Syrian brown bear would weigh. And so I think being in a zoo and being fed <laughs> treats, silly little treats from all of his comrades. Um, it's the, um, <laughs> my food intake has remained the same, <laughs> but my physical exercise regime exactly. is different. You no know? one gives me any artillery to carry these days. <laughs> Every time I come back from a hike, I'm like, I feel like just really like kind of like light and airy. And it's like, yeah, no, duh, girl, you've had like one box of goldfish and hiked 25 miles. Yeah. And then usually two days later, I'm like, okay, yep, I'm I'm back. I, had, <laughs> I drank some water. My gravity is getting yeah, back to normal. Exactly. Okay. Um, his death was partly attributed due to damage in his esophagus, parentheses, perhaps from follow- swallowing cigarettes. <laughs> Or AKA, all the beer they raised him on as a kid. AKA a dangerous little treat. <laughs> it's actually an anti-smoking campaign. Hey. <laughs> okay, uh, so commemoration. He was commemorated in several ways, and what I'm going to list are some of the ways, okay. not all of the ways. Um, there was a movie, Wojtek the Bear That Went to War, from 2011. Uh, there's a Is statue. Is it like a good movie? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> there's a statue in Krakow, Poland, uh, 2014. There's a bronze statue of him with Prendus, his caretaker, that was erected in Edinburgh in 2015. It was planned, funded. So one year after Krakow got theirs. Yes. Okay. But it, this one was planned and fun, and the funding was organized by Aileen Orr, who we talked about earlier. Right. And it was originally intended for Scotland, and I'm still unclear as why it ended up. Uh, not in the like farming area, but it did end mm. up in Edinburgh. Okay. okay. Um, it stands on a platform of Polish concrete so that he can stay on Polish soil. Oh. I know. There's a statue of him also in the Dun, Scotland, which was erected in 2016, which is closer to where he was staying in Scotland. And then there's a movie called A Bear Named Wojtek that was actually released in 2022. So he's had two movies, several books. Okay. At least two statues. Three statues, at least. Okay. I know. Because he was a good boy. Yes. The goodest boy. The goodest boy. Um, I... He finally, I mean, he trailblazed transporting animals at places that don't want them. <laughs> you can thank Wojciech for every cat exactly. you have ever seen in TSA. <laughs> True. <laughs> um... Where? Not talking about emotional support animals. I think that part's obvious. Yes. So this is the bronze statue in Edinburgh. Oh, wait. They actually did it really well. Let me right? move this out of the way real quick. Let yeah. me see this. They did that. That's... Do you know what I love about these kind of statues? You can see where people rub all the time. Yes. His nose is all shiny. He still gets, like, snout snout 
pats. He still gets all the pats. No one has touched the human. Yeah, that's fine. Um, that seems but fair. It's like his nose and his ears. And good. what's also really kind of sweet about that is you know it's small children who yes, are like coming 100%. up and touching it. Um, it's like there was this TikTok I saw and there's all these statues that are really old in Italy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... <laughs> Monet! Speaking of pets. What the fuck? To take it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can see, like, the dogs are always, like, gold. Not these two. Monet! What the fuck? Are you stuck? Come here. There's no one at the door. I can see. No one's at the door. Jesus Christ. Anyway, there are statues the in The dog's Italy. gold and the humans are untouched. I love that. And so they shine, they shine through. I love that. Is it brass, copper? What does that? This one, well, I think a lot of metals will do that. Okay. This specific one is bronze. Bronze, bronze, right. Okay. Yes. Um, so in all my Googling, I only found one source that thinks that Wojtek was abused. Oh, <laughs> okay, sorry. That's, no, this is yeah, good. It's just different. a 90 degree right yes. turn. Well, from... I feel like I should mention it okay. because I found it and some people. Sure, I get it's that. like a blog basically that recounts a lot of the war effort and seems to be kind of dedicated towards the Polish soldiers. And the person who wrote it, I don't think really understood what was happening. And I'm not trying to gaslight them, but a lot of like one of their primary points was that Wojtek was put into a zoo, which is inhumane. Oh, yeah, okay. and I was like, I mean, you're not wrong, but also, where, you, else where were you, you going to put him in the 40s? It's not like they're huge right. rescues for bears right. at the time. And also, like, I, I, after I found that, I tried to Google, like, Wojtek being aggr aggressive, Wojtek injuring soldiers, right. nothing. I could not find anything. So take that as you will. There also, like, the whole source. zoo debate is also super complicated. Yeah. I'm not going to come down one no, side or the other on exactly. it. I don't think I know enough, but I don't think Wojtek... <laughs> Monet! Yeah, Monet needs that up in the zoo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am absolutely kidding. Is. Maybe even cut that. <laughs> Do not want the Mo Crow coming for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if we're going to talk about the abuse, it's the uh, hundreds of cigarettes, cigarettes they that he fed ate. him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, well, he was chained up. And I was like, he, he was roaming free most of the time. Right, exactly. In fact, at night, they gave him little bells, bells. on his feet. <laughs> So he could wander around. Also, that that bear showered more than any bear in history. <laughs> it seems like showered. the bear did not want to leave. No. It yeah. Anyway, so anyway, I mean, maybe it was called will. Stockholm syndrome, right? Where you're like mm. falling off with your captor. But I mean, he has the chance to kill. He has had at least two or three of these he people. He could have actually eaten the privates yeah, he was hazing. Absolutely. Never once did. Peace loving bear, as many of us are. <laughs> He could have eaten that beetle. He didn't. He could have eaten a lot of sheep on that farm. He didn't. So take that as you will, dear listener. I um, think I think he lived a good life. I think he lived an odd one. I don't think that's how certainly all an odd one. Syrian bears are supposed to live. But, yeah. you know, not all boys born in Nebraska are meant to stay there. So exactly. it, the face I'm making right now is kind of funny. <laughs> but you can't tell because, again, it's an audio platform. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, Wojtek is thought of as a symbol of Polish camaraderie. Mm. Um, Aileen Orr also has set up something called Wojtek Scotland, which is a group that raises money for Wojtek-related projects, which was confusing to yeah, me. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are the examples they said. Collecting teddy bears to go to children around the world, primarily in the countries that Wojtek lived. And so, okay. that's great. I mean, that's good. I suppose, yeah. It's maybe the only thing I could think of that's Wojtek-related. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. buy teddy bears for people. Yeah. 
Exactly. And that is the end of my story. I love that. Right? Do you... So as an animal lover, mm-hmm. what is your thoughts? What's your takeaway? What's your when you first found it? What were your what's your whole deal? I am also confused by the fact Wojtek never became aggressive. Right. Mostly because like you see this all the time. Like, I mean, not a good example, but Tiger King and like those kinds of people that get baby wild animals right. and are like, this is going to be a pet now, and it's like probably won't. Sure. Probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. But bears are pretty lazy. I think. <laughs> And bears also, I don't know, I don't, I wouldn't do it now, but I'm glad. Right. I'm happy that Wojtek was there for the morale of the Polish soldiers because it seems like they were going through, going through it. Yeah. Honestly, like the story of Wojtek is so interesting and is a really interesting like vehicle yeah. to get to know about the lives of these Polish soldiers who yeah. were all probably incredibly young men in Poland mm-hmm. when the war started and then were prisoners of war. Yeah, well basically like as soon as the war started they never saw their country again. Mm-hmm. They were prisoners of war and then they were sent through Southwest Asia slash the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and then through Italy probably saw unspeakable things in a variety mm-hmm. of different ways. Mm-hmm. Landed in London or sorry not London landed in the UK mm-hmm. up in Scotland and then I think a lot of them sounds like lived the rest of their lives there. Yeah. And while it sounds like like at least towards the end, that was their choice, or to some degree. Yeah. There's like a lot of tragedy in that yeah. story. Yeah, and know? it makes me really happy that Wojtek was not a source of tragedy, right? Because yes. like it's very possible that when he got to Scotland, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a fucking bear," <laughs> <laughs> and he would like eat a kid, and then they would have to shoot their like friend, you right. know? And so it's very the end of every animal movie. I feel yeah. is the animal dying. Exactly, but this one, he just like vibed, ate a lot of honey got to wrestle with some Polish soldiers. I, I think it's a website or something. I think, Or maybe it was like a Twitter account. But every time a new movie would come out, you could go to it and it only answered two questions. <laughs> Is there a dog in it? And does the does dog it die? die? <laughs> I need that website. I, I think it's actually really, I think it really is fulfilling a public service. For oh my God. <laughs> Me, I am the person. I am the target audience. Uh, so is there a bear in the story and does it learn Polish? <laughs> yes. And yes. <laughs> um, no, I think that's sweet. I um, am also kind of glad that it didn't end up in a circus. Yes. Because that feels like the kind of animal that would end up in a circus. And while I'm like pretty like uh, ambivalent, neutral, maybe uneducated, I don't know, about like the mm-hmm. zoo debate, Yeah. circus animals. That feels, I mean, yeah. That's, that's literally a term in our like language for like someone being mistreated. Yeah. What am I, some kind of circus animal for you? Who do you think I am? <laughs> you want to clap now? <laughs> I'm making a lot of faces. And they're just for Maya. It's <laughs> special. Been teaching the uh, acting kids like, like like range and like put it. So yeah. I think maybe that's what it is. Oh. I think what you were catching is like just the the twilight of this week's lesson. <laughs> it's a lot of jowl work, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> so what, again, and I'm like, and then I come back to consciousness, and I'm like, why, now, why would I say I? that? <laughs> why would I say that on this podcast? And Maya laughs, and that's what then continues to reinforce the cycle. <laughs> I laugh at everything, but don't talk around that. <laughs> I notice, and that's why this has gone off for so well. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Are there any other... <laughs> I don't think there's any other orca news that we need to cover. <laughs> orca <laughs> Oh, I actually do have one thing. I did see orcas when I was in Iceland. Did you? Yeah. 
did you see orcas in Iceland? And did that change, change your, your life? life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I, we were on this boat, we actually saw three different kinds of whales. And they have never seen three different kinds of whales, like, all in one trip on sure. this particular tour we were on. So we saw, so we were, like, we saw some pilot whales, and the boat was like, shit, let's go watch the pilot whales. That's cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because they look kind of like dolphins in the way that they move. Sure. And so we were watching the pilot whales, and then we were like, I saw a fin out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, that fin is a lot bigger than the pilot Ooh. whale fins. And they were like, How yeah. How big is this boat when you spot the fin? <laughs> it was pretty big. Okay, it's like okay. A, it's like a decent Big enough boat. to be comfortable. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, it's not meant for whale watching. It's like actually a tour boat that kind of goes around the sure. island. Um, but yeah, I look out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, that's a big fucking fin. And I was like standing kind of next to the tour guide, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's an orca. And I was like, we're on a boat. <laughs> Protect the rudder. <laughs> yeah, I think Casey's first comment was like, we're on a boat near orcas. <laughs> and orcas have been sinking boats. It's so funny, too, because all the news articles is like, the orcas are not mad at humans. No. Like, these humans have been ending up in the ocean, and they're like, oh, hey. <laughs> Do just... you also hate this boat? Because <laughs> we hate this boat. <laughs> I felt really bad for the pilot whales because there was a whale watching tour on the other side. The the cliff for the um for the island was like to our left and the whale watching tours right. So we're kind of facing each other okay. moving towards the pilot whales. The pilot whales are running are like swimming away from us and then they see the other whale watching tour and then they're like, "Well, shit." And then they see the orcas that are on the other side. And then on this side in the cove. And then they just kind of stay in one area. I was like, and I with was love, like, I didn't follow any of that, but there's two boats in the water, a bunch of whales. Basically, and we <laughs> like forced these pilot whales to move towards orcas. Oh, you herded them. Yeah, gotcha. and then the or- and then the pilot whales kind of stopped moving. So they're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. These guys are mean. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, we saw like Several different groups of orcas, which was really cool. And then we saw some minke whales. Mm, nice. Yeah. Um, I actually also kind of have an update. <gasps> um, so this week we published episode 14, Casa Bonita. Yes. Yes. Uh, happiest place on earth, Casa Bonita. It has been really wonderful to get a lot of people's uh-huh. comments in. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to my parents about it. Um, both of my parents were brought by their parents when they were children. Casa Bonita was not something that like they stumbled into when they brought us on a family vacation. It's a family journey. <laughs> Greg and Teresa were both brought by their respective families when they did their own Denver trips. <laughs> and so it's like, gener- and now I have to have a child just to continue the legacy <laughs> of a child being exposed to Casa Bonita at an age young enough to form memories but yet, oh, sorry, old enough to form memories, but young enough to still believe in magic. It's so funny the number of people who have commented on our post and been like, I forgot about this yes. place completely <laughs> until right now. And also, apparently Utah had a version called Mayan Adventure. Yeah. And everyone who's talked about it has been like, but it was always worse than Casa Bonita or whatever. <laughs> but one person what? was like, yeah, and at Mayan Adventure, or was it as? No, I think it was Mayan Adventure. It was Mayan. Yeah, they're like, at Mayan Adventure in Utah, uh, like every hour there was a dance number to Shakira music and I was like no hold on now hold on <laughs> hold, 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 hold on 
What's the rubric we're using to determine what's better or not? I would love to see some Shakira. (laughs) Casa Bonita, let them know. And so really, really glad that we are resonating with people. And also, I had actually fully forgotten that that was going to be an episode for like a lot of people who had never even kind of heard about yeah. it. Because one person was like, I thought you were going to talk about this thing, and then the whole episode yeah. was about a local Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and I go, oh my God, I hadn't even thought about Casa Manita as a quote, local, local Mexican, Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it has never once occurred to me to describe that place as that. But you're right. Yeah, I guess that is what it is. I was really excited by the people that enjoyed that episode because in my head, that episode was just for me. And I was like, like this episode's maybe not going to do well because people are going to be like, they're making this up, right? But the number of people that have been like, this is exactly what I was picturing, or even better, this is exactly the opposite of what I was picturing. A lot of O's and O's, but also a lot of O's. Yeah. <laughs> The hole keeps keeps getting deeper, I think, is a comment we got recently. Yeah, that was funny. One person, I think it was on one of the, uh, because the Cliff Diver thing is on YouTube Reels now. I think one person was like, they're radding on uh, Casa Bonita, and they've never even been. And I couldn't comment because I was on my own personal account and not the uh, The podcast one, one. But I was like, we have been, and we do love it. Listen to the episode. As I would tell the kid in my class, "Mm, kiddo, I think you need to reread that real quick. (laughs) Go ahead and annotate that real quick for you. I think you need to reread it. We love that place. I love YouTube Reels or YouTube Shorts because the people, like, it doesn't get a ton of attention for the Reels that we post. But sometimes we get comments that are like, clearly they don't understand we're a podcast. Right. Clearly they don't understand we're a comedy podcast. And so there's been a couple of story or a couple of shorts that have gotten comments like, I think I'm missing some context. And I'm like, you literally answered your own question. Like, why are you taking the time to comment on this? If you don't get it, you don't get it. Move on. Last one. And I have, so... I've had this kind of half-bake idea, still half-bake, that it'd be fun for us to do a live show. And I don't mean, Mm -hmm. like, live everyone can listen to it, but, like, live in front of an audience. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which would be, like, the eight people we forced to listen to this Mm -hmm. in June before anyone knew of us. And someone was like, you should do a show at Casa Bonita. And I was like, how can we, (laughs) without violating, like standard trademarking laws <laughs> do a live show at Cosmonita and I think what it is is I think I think we have to email Trey Barker and Matt Stone and try to get on their I've radar I've been tagging Cosmonita and all of our Cosmonita reels same but that's probably just some social media manager at like yeah but so- like what if we're gonna, we're gonna if we can just keep blowing up that episode mostly what I want to do I, I don't even need to do a live show I just want to go I've been on the wait mm. list forever and I'm begging you I'm not gonna say we would pay them uh, but we listen <laughs> we are absolutely not seeking financial compensation no. I think it would be really fun to do something at Casa Bonita like mate I'll work for a hat I'll work for a 50% discount on a hat <laughs> <laughs> We gotta bring it back. We gotta bring it back. I'm not worth a hat. (laughs) I'm gonna start at free hat and then my absolute bare minimum 25% coupon on one purchase. (laughs) And some sopa pias to go. Yeah, and extra basket (laughs) of sopa pias, even though they are free and unlimited. (laughs) Okay, well, this has been a really good episode. It's nice to be back to recording regularly, and it's also nice to have seen you recently enough to not be like, how's your life been, codependent (laughs) business partner? It's been the last three weeks. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. 
after this, we're recording our first guest spot. Yes. I don't know when it's releasing, so stay tuned. But it's and for, wish us luck. Yeah, content and capable. Yes. Um, a podcaster out of Australia, so we're super yeah, excited we're super about excited. that. And then we're also recording some Patreon content after yes. this. Follow us on all of our socials. Please rate us five stars on wherever you listen because yes. that actually helps get the podcast out there. And yeah, all of our socials are well I laughed. Our email, if you would like to email us your thoughts or follow us for any stories that we had, is well I laughed pod at gmail.com and our Patreon is well I laughed podcast. Yeah. I have nothing else to add, so teachers, uh, yeah, I get it. It's okay to cry in your car. <laughs> <laughs> and best of luck this year. Hopefully you're laughing now. Yep. Bye. <laughs> well, I laughed. Well, I did too. <laughs> <laughs>